The Northman Saga is a Michael Scott production. It touches on every aspect of the modern heathen's life. And this episode is no different. The mythology of Ragnarok and the Norse path is insane, but tainted. In the late 10th century, the last of the true followers of a free and open kindred laid down their beliefs for conversion. How did a once popular and powerful system of gods, heroes, monsters, and morals get erased? Simple. Greed and the lust for power. This would forever cast a dark shadow on a once beautiful faith. No longer allowed to call out to the Allfather, now forced to fall to their knees and beg for forgiveness. Despite being around for more than a thousand years, with a simple stroke of a quill, what was true became myth. This is a story of betrayal, war, lies, deceit, stolen tra traditions, and no, I'm not talking about the Canadian government. I'm Michael Scott, and this is my saga. couple of months I have been completely immersed in a rabbit hole that is or was Ragnarok. The more I dug the more I found that it was all just plain garbage. We were being fed garbage. Like what happened to the goddesses? What happened to the gods that survived and resettled in Gimli? Why were our ancestors okay with this for letting go of thousands of years of traditions and beliefs? Like what the fuck did they gain from this? Well, this is what I found, and most of you who have been following the show is not going to be that big of a surprise, but how it happened. According to our earliest records, the first Christians to believe in the death and resurrection of Jesus were 11 male disciples and a handful of women. Let's say 20 people altogether. And these were low-class, uneducated day laborers from a remote corner of the Roman Empire. And yet, within three centuries, the Christian church could count for some three million followers. And by the end of the fourth century, it was the official religion of Rome, numbering 30 million followers, or half of the empire. And then a century after that, there were very few pagans left. The Roman Empire never died. This is true today. It just regrouped and became one of the most powerful corporations ever in history of man. The Holy Roman Catholic Church. This organization would infiltrate governments, start wars, replace kings, and destroy a belief system using its own traditions against it for the last 2,000 years. Actually, 2,022 years. So you might be asking yourself, well, who cares? What does this have to do with Ragnarok? Well, I'm getting to that. First, we need to remember how our ancestors lived their lives. 
because we hailed from a, an amazing, beautiful people. Well, at least our belief system was. That it was based on honor, morals, and the respect to the gods and community. The single most important part was the open belief system. No one owned or controlled how anyone worshipped, which allowed for many gods to have many names, depending on the region and the culture. Now this was confusing to like a fresh nomad warrior or explorers, but such was life back then. It wasn't a perfect system, but it had the element of freedom that centralized religions don't have. So these wanderers would learn the stories from these others, these other cultures, through the oral tradition and stories of the gods and the Jutans. They would grow to become legends. And then they would turn them into life lessons. You would add the moral aspect into the story, which changed it. But what it did is it gave people a connection to the gods because it was like the gods were trying to help them with their lives through these stories. You know, it was the base, the solid base to our free society, the foundation of our ancestors. But in the end, it was also the undoing of them. My past episode, the one just passed, I talked about where did all the goddesses go? Well, I found out. Strong female figures did not fit, did not fit in with the male dominant rule of the Holy Roman Empire. Now, <laughs> wait, before you jump to any conclusions, they did the same thing to the surviving male gods and the creatures that lasted, like the dwarves and the elves. They just ended them. And how did they do that? They used storytelling and oral tradition against the pagans, the heathens, the Vikings, whatever you want to call our ancestors. They used their base to destroy their faith. Because, I'm going to call it now the HRE Corporation, Holy Roman Empire, was very centralized and controlled. They instructed their monks, priests, and religious followers to read and understand one version of their faith. And they would use, and they used the phrase, the Word of God, and the Word of God could not be questioned or changed. They made it a punishable offense. Something our forefathers had never heard of or seen. But remember, this didn't happen overnight. As I live and breathe this saga, I enjoy knowing that I'm on my right path. And I'd like to thank those who helped me get here. Newsly is an all-in-one audio super app for iOS and Android. It picks up web articles about the most trending topics on the web at any given moment. For the first time in the ever of the internet, the entire web becomes listenable. All in one place. Nothing pleases a strong Viking like rowing his boat 
being able to browse articles from topics you choose and start playing. Stop scrolling, start listening. They even have podcasts. Explore trending podcasts from over 80 countries. Kind of impressive. Not like as many as the Vikings had, you know, came son conquered, but pretty good. In our podcast, the Modern Northland Saga is there too. I haven't started using this as my default podcast app. You know, they even have digital radio. So, download and use Newsly for free from newsly.me or from the link in the description. And use the promo code SAGA. I'll also put in the description and receive one month free premium subscription. In 1826, Harold Clack consented to be baptized and thus became the first Danish Christian king. Let me repeat that. Let me say that properly. How he claimed the first Danish Christian Viking king. He was promised that the new God would guarantee his family would rule forever. And he would be wealthier beyond his understanding. Little came of this, though. As he, as a year after, Harold was driven out of Denmark again. Nasker was forced to follow him. What he did was show the corporate world of the HRE that the leaders could be persuaded, could be converted with one simple tactic greed this would be the trend until the end of the 11th century still doesn't explain why the sort of Ragnarok so let's move to the next clown show that claimed to be an expert Snorri Sturluson now don't shoot the messenger <laughs> I, there are tons of people out there that are like Snorri. He is the end-all, be-all, the Posettas. He is the one we must follow and believe. But just listen to this. I'm not saying he was an intelligent member of the Icelandic thing. He was. He was also a devout Christian. Iceland at the time still had a large, partially underground pagan community as well as the government, was still loosely based off the old traditional ways. With this draw to power, and the power he felt within his faith, Snorri took it upon himself to translate the word of the old ways, and use the traditional stories to further his ambition. Not only did he manipulate the stories, to become more violent, dark, full of bad magic and evil women. The stories became more Bible-ish in verses and less traditionally open to interpretation. The biggest thing he did was he killed off the gods. The most powerful and influential were sacrificed to his will. 
he almost completely removed all the goddesses, or at least he diminished their role in the faith. These powerful goddesses that helped and inspired people for over a thousand years became supporting characters in his work of manipulation. The corporate model only had room at the top for one nameless, faceless god. Well, how how they did it, they they did it so well. They took the traditional story of the twilight of the gods or the story that was supposed to represent the end of winter remember northern atlantic it gets cold it gets dark it gets sometimes hopelessly dark so this story the original twilight of the gods wasn't an end to them but it was to hold on to your faith in the gods that the sun will rise again warm winds will come in and melt the snow he even changed what the juttons were the original term for jutton wasn't giant it was devour it was natural disasters it was the forces of nature that went to the extreme that that threatened all life to the point where you needed the gods to intervene you got down and you made a sacrifice to Frey, to Odin, to Thor, whoever, to come and save your village, your town, your people, your relative in another area because the devourers or the Juttons were there. So think of it, rather than ice giant, think ice devourer. Think of where these stories came from. But that was what they did. They took meaningful stories and they made them supernatural myths so that we couldn't get the morals out of them, that we didn't know because it started to get lost. The oral tra tradition, I was going to say translation, but the oral tradition was manipulated to control and confuse because once you started telling the story that the gods were dead that they had died but the christian gods rose you know rose up in their place it made it easy it made it easy to take over people because once you took away their hope and their faith and you gave them another one that was more controlled they literally had to buy forgiveness they had to buy a place in this this heaven it's horrible what they did to our people it's horrible what they did to our ancestors what they did to us they took away the one thing that was actually free the freedom to worship how you chose like I've told you guys many many times my patron God is braggy he will always be my patron god. I also believe in all the other gods, and I talk to them when I need them. But in our faith, we can have different patron gods, and it's okay. So what I'm getting at with this whole episode was supposed to be about is I found the darkest, deepest reaches of the internet, and I realized that I wasted my time.
I knew all along. The translations of these stories were, were nothing more than Christian manipulation to control people. You know in your heart what is right. You know the gods are watching over you. You know that somebody cannot kill off that essence, that energy that's out there. Ragnarok happens every year. And guess what? The sun always comes back. But when it doesn't, that's when we need to start worrying. That's when we know the gods have abandoned us. And I'm not going to let that happen. And I know you're not going to let that happen. So thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I'm going to close it there and I'll be right back. You all know that sound? Another episode safely stored in the vault. I like to break up my ending. I really do. Um, this gives me a little more freedom. I don't really script my ending. I just want to come on here and I want to thank everybody for listening. Thank everybody for sticking with me. I know there was quite a break there between the two seasons. Uh, if you don't know, I'm a military member and I have been deployed for a little bit. So I'm back. Hopefully this season is going to be super exciting. You guys are going to really like it. I'm going to go more into finding our real traditions and how they can relate to nowadays life. Because as we know, 2022 is looking very grim, very dark. I think uh, if we ever needed the gods, now is that time. So if you enjoyed this episode, please do me the biggest solid. Like it, subscribe it, share it with whoever you can. Because as we travel further down this path, a simple share is worth more than you know. As always, until next time, where the wolf's ears are, the wolf's teeth are near. Hail the gods, hail Odin, and hail to you, my listeners. Skull!